The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. As you will no doubt know, March 8th, so that is next weekend or next Friday, is the day on which there will be a vote held on the referendums on family and care. And last weekend, we spoke to Michael McDowell, who is calling for a no vote to both of the uh, referendums up for debate. Um, yesterday, I spoke with Mary McAleese. Mary McAleese is um, fronting, or rather is part of, the Yes, Yes campaign. And I put some of Michael McDowell's arguments to her. I mean, the, the core thrust being on the family bill, well, you could just, or sorry, on the on the uh, deletion of the, the woman's role in the home, that you could simply delete it without having an insertion that replaces a woman with carers. And to the second one, the issue that Michael McDowell raised was that with durable relationships, they are undefined and that therefore you end up in something of a legal quagmire about what exactly is a durable relationship and what happens when people have multiple ostensibly durable relationships. Here's what the former president had to say. I'm looking at this in a very different way. I'm looking at it much more simply saying, do I want to leave in the Constitution two things that I think we have long outgrown? One is the reference to women in the home, um, which is seen as anachronistic. I don't want to leave that in the Constitution. I would like to see that gone. I would like to see in the Constitution a recognition of all the relationships that are not based on marriage, uh, but which make a huge contribution to our community life, our family life and our, the life of our citizens and the life of our country. And so I'm delighted to see that particular uh, provision changed and the insertion into the Constitution of that word durable relationships. I don't have the, I don't have the worries and concerns that others do. Let them argue their case and let the public make up their mind. I don't have them. Well, I'm joined by Catherine Cox of Family Carers Ireland. Catherine, I'm right in saying that you're in support of a yes, yes. You are indeed, Anton. Yes, we are. Can you give us your reasoning? Maybe start with the the second one, the care amendment, because obviously that Mm -hmm. will be close to your heart. Yeah, yeah. So for us, look, we're calling for a yes, yes. First of all, to provide constitution recognition for Ireland's 500,000 plus family carers who are men and women. Um, Secondly, we want to remove the outdated reference to uh, a woman neglecting her duties in the home. Um, But also we want to put something into our constitution as well that puts pressure and an onus on the government to support family care. Um, And we believe that will do exactly that. Um, How? Because, uh, first of all, it will say that they recognise care within the the family and the bonds that exist between them. And I think that one is a very flexible um, reference to care. It not only includes the family carers who are providing care, but it does encompass the people who are receiving that care as well. So we believe that flexibility of that language actually encompasses all. And care in Ireland today is it's diverse, it's different, it comes in all different shapes and sizes. We have, it's care, parents caring for their children, bringing them up, but it's also family carers. It's mothers, fathers caring for uh, profoundly disabled children. It's adults. Uh, it's, it's older people. It's uh, grandparents caring for children with disabilities. So it's such a broad, um, I suppose, spectrum of people providing care. And we believe this is in- very inclusive and it brings in all those shapes of care. Now, and you say secondly, it'll put pressure on, on the government. It'll put pressure on them to do what? It'll put pressure on them. So they say they will strive to resource that care. Now, I know the word strive has been argued and debated, but if you look up the meaning of that, it actually means fight vigorously to make something happen. So they are committing to fighting vigorously to resourcing care. 
if they don't, and, you know, if you look back over the years, years ago, the government cut the carers support grant. We went out and protested and it took a year to get it back. They can never do something like that again because they have promised in our constitution, they have committed to supporting care. So they can't go backwards and we will use it in order to push them forward and push for better support for family carers. To some extent, does it put the government in a position where they are narrowed into delivering for citizens' needs through their family rather than through the state? So that if you have somebody who needs care, what this will mean, according to what you're saying, is that the government will be funneled into making sure or being incentivized to make sure that that care is delivered by a family member rather than by any other aspect of state support. No, I don't believe so. I think this is actually about the idea of a shared responsibility of care, um, where, yes, the family have, um, I suppose, the primary responsibility for caring for loved ones, and most family carers want to do that, but they shouldn't have to do it on their own, and they do, many of them today. So the idea of this is that the state have a responsibility, that shared responsibility, and they are committing to supporting that care. Now, that care may well be in the home, in the community, that can, you know, that can bring in things like personal assistant hours uh, for people with disabilities. So it means that the state is committing to support care in all its forms. Um, and it's not placing, and the Law Society have said this, the Irish Women Lawyers Association have said that, this. It is not placing an obligation solely on the family to do this and not obliging them. It is saying that there is an obligation or there is a family want to support, want to care for loved ones, but they cannot do it on their own and the state needs to support them. But as I understand it, the wording says the state recognises that the provision of care by members of a family to one another by reason of the bonds that exist among them. That would seem to focus exclusively on care provided by family members. Well, what it's saying is that they recognise that. It's not saying that they oblige them to do it. So this is, this is our constitution. You know, this is our overarching values as a society. So what they're saying is we value and we recognise the work that family carers do and we are now committing to resourcing and supporting that. Now, they say strive, and I, I get that, and people have said the wording is weaker. Of course it is weaker than what we would have wanted, but it is a step in the right direction at Mary McAleese said it lovely yesterday and she talked about she sees this care amendment as an exciting development with considerable future potential. And I think we do need to be looking to the future. What can we build from what we have with this? Um, And if we get a no, we can't do anything because the status quo remains. Carers remain unrecognised, unmarried families remain unrecognised. And we continue to talk about a woman neglecting her duties in the home. Now, you mentioned unmarried families and the recognition. That that brings us to the other um, potential amendment, the family amendment. And this is to uh, take out the uh, words or to include the words, the state recognises the family, whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships. And to then, in Article 4131, to take out the state, the state pledge itself to guard with special care, the institution of marriage, on which family is founded, to take out the words on which family is founded. Got a text to say, nobody knows what durable relationships are. That's the problem. We're being to vote, asked to vote on a wishy-washy idea. And that's at the, the core of, of uh, McDool's argument, is that the lack of definition of, of durable relationships will cause legal consequence down the track. You disagree? I do, actually, because... Um First of all, uh, the Electoral Commission have actually defined a durable relationship, and it's, it's a family based on a committed and continuing relationship. 
they are families that we, each and every one of us know, they're probably in our own family, in our community, you know, our neighbours. We have thousands, you know, of families in this situation. And because they are unmarried, for whatever reason, they're not recognised or they're not protected um, in our constitution. And I agree with Mary McAleese. This is simple. We can make this complicated if we want to, but we shouldn't. This is about inclusivity, bringing families that are not under our constitution into that recognition and protection of our constitution. Well, let me just then give you the argument that uh, Michael McDowell made on the the programme last weekend. He was saying that let us imagine you now have a husband and a wife. The husband and wife get a divorce and new families are formed. That brings with it legal provision for those steps. If you have two people cohabiting or two people who are in a relationship where they have kids, one of them then forms a new relationship and has kids, but you don't have things like marriage or civil partnership involved, how do you define where the durable relationships in that start and end? Well, I am presuming there that our legislators will do that. Um, and that will be up to our legislators. That will be up to our political representatives as well. Um, and that, I'm sure, has been the case in the past and will be the case in the future. I think, again, I do think there's red herrings being put in here. Um, people are overcomplicating it. There's fear, some fear mongering, the worst case scenarios. You know, we believe that won't happen. Common sense will prevail. Um, people will look at this, uh, a durable relationship, as I said, it's a lasting, it's uh, founded on, you know, love, uh, commitment um, and and continuity as well. And I think that's what we'll be looked to. But is that um, to ask the courts to do the work that the constitutional drafts people haven't? No, I don't believe so, because our legislators will do that before, hopefully it would ever go to court. And that is the job. Our, our constitution is about our overriding values um, and our culture as a society. Um, but legislators will decide then what that legislation might look like. But that means, doesn't it, that if people are voting on the provisions in respect of the family referendum, they're in a situation where they are voting for the unknown. They are voting for a principle in the hope that whatever they aspire to is then delivered by the legislature. No, I, I disagree, Anton, because as I said, like it has been defined, a durable relationship is, you know, based on committed and continuing relationship. And they are the relationships that people every day all around us are in in society. And if you look at the John Amara case, um, and he had to go to court um, after his partner passed away, um, just so that he could get his rights. Like, that should never happen again. And John Amara spoke so beautifully and eloquently at our event yesterday. And he said he never wants to see that happen to other families. So, so for us, this is about, it is about bringing people under our constitution, under our values. It's not about, you know, excluding people. Um, it, it, it really is about bringing people so we have an equal, inclusive society. And isn't that what all of us would like and aspire to have? And within those, I mean, I'm sorry to harp on it, because, but it is the core of, of the, the issue that a lot of people, particularly by text, raise. If you look at the thing that where you talked about there, committed relationships, sustained relationships, both of those are a matter of degree. How do you measure and define them? Because surely that's at the heart of it. Without, without the bounds of legal marriage, how do you define what a committed relationship is? How do you define at what duration sustained relationship becomes? Well, again, I believe that would be down to our legislators because this is about the values. This is about bringing those people who are not married into uh, and under a constitution. Um, and durable relationship will be defined. And in most cases, if it's somebody in a relationship, a committed, a loving relationship, 
um, that would be seen as a durable relationship. But again, that w- that's not to be, that would never be defined in our constitution. It will be defined by our legislators. Stay with me for a second because I want to just bring you some of the reaction that we're getting from uh, both sides. I'm uh, speaking with Catherine Cox of Family Carers Ireland in respect of their call for a yes-yes vote in the upcoming uh, referendum. Texts to say there appear to be backlogs in the court system. If the courts have to determine if a relationship is durable, what sort of time frame are we therefore talking about? Another, in the upcoming referendum, will it change inheritance laws in relation to long-term live-together parents with children similar to married couples for wills and inheritance? If not, then it is a joke referendum. Another, it is so important to be recognised as the primary for my profoundly disabled daughter, my life is within the home. When care is needed to support me, my husband must step in. He also needs to be recognised. If the carer is recognised, it will enshrine us in the Constitution, allowing further opportunities to push for better supports as we strive to give the best care at home for our children. It is not the end of the line, not the golden goose. It is a step forward. The government will now need to further their financial and service support I, as one, will continue to advocate, strive and engage with government bodies to build upon this and future-proof carers and a society inclusive and with equal opportunities for all diverse groups. And that comes from a listener describing herself as a carer, another from a listener describing himself as a carer. Anton, I am a carer and I can't believe carers in Ireland are pushing for a yes, yes. I'm voting no, no. Catherine Cox, what's your prediction for the referendum? Because one of the things, again, to, to quote uh, Michael Matil from this show last week, he said that he cited the example with the Senate uh, referendum where there was a, a significant yes momentum or rather yes polls, but that then converted into a no at the ballot box. What's your expectation? Uh, my, my expectation, and obviously my hope, is that we will get a yes, yes. I do believe people, we want to live in a, a better, more caring inclusive and a gender equal society um, where care is recognised and valued and all families are protected and recognised in our constitution. So I do believe we will get a yes, yes, but I don't believe um, we should be in any way complacent. You know, we really encourage everybody to get out there and vote. And just to respond to one of the things, there are carers across the country who are for this and yes, and there are others who are not. And we recognise that. And people have been disappointed with the wording, felt it didn't go strong enough. But for us, it's starting. It's a starting point. This won't be the finish. On the 9th of March, we begin our battle to fight for better supports for family carers, um, to fight for better supports for disabled people as well. Um, so this is very much a starting point. Um, and I really hope everybody will get out and vote and sincerely hope they will vote yes, yes. Catherine, thank you very much. That's Catherine Cox of Family Carers Ireland. And I should say, obviously, News Talk has extensively covered both sides of the, the referendum. If you want to hear the uh, no side argument from this programme last weekend, you can get that by going on the Anton Savage Show. All of our items are downloadable there as podcast. Uh, likewise, if you want to hear the uh, extended version of what Mary McAleese had to say, that was on the hard shoulder yesterday evening. And if you are looking for... Um, explanations or data around the referendums and exactly what is up for uh, the vote you can get that on electoralcommission.ie forward slash referendums where they have a guide to the deletions and insertions in both of the referendums the texts continue to come in um, Redurable relationships this proposed amendment will have huge implications for taxation and pensions Um, In relation to people with disabilities, they were not consulted and they do not want to be locked into care in their homes and relationships, which are not always harmonious. 
Anton, listening to the debates, it is so vague. I'm not sure I want to vote on something uh, that vague into my constitution. Another, I want to vote yes, but I'm afraid that what I'm hearing from the yes sounds, sounds very, yes side sounds very like Brexit means Brexit. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.